This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. I'm Sean Helch, and I'm joined by Dan Gillette and Tim Barley. We each serve in different roles at Valley Bible Church. Without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of Behold. Uh, This is Sean and Dan, as always, and this week we have the illustrious, and actually this is fitting, we're we're at my home right now in Pleasanton and we're in my office and I have a little (laughs) electronic drum set and he is sitting on the very befitting drum throne. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know that, but... But the chair that a drummer sits at whilst playing drums is actually called a drum throne. So what does that tell you about uh, what drummers think of themselves? And just for the record, (laughs) this is a glorified stool. You know, Dan and Sean are sitting in chairs with leather or armrests and backs and all that. And I'm sitting on a glorified stool. I'm I'm honored to do it. I, I I love a humble throne. Yeah, yes. so I mean, I thought it was obvious based on my description, but that's Tim Barley, everybody in the house. Um, anyway, so it is it is Thanksgiving week this week. Today is Wednesday, so tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And uh, those of you who have been listening, you know that we just wrapped up our Together Teaching series, which has been so fruitful and so encouraging. So if you missed out on that, definitely, definitely go to vbc.online, check out that series. You can watch all the, the Sundays that you missed. And we'd love for you to uh, grow through that as we all did. Now, we're getting ready this next Sunday to begin our Christmas teaching series, which is called The Thrill of Hope. And so we're kind of in this little filler week. And so we thought it would be fun, uh, seeing as it's Thanksgiving tomorrow, to break from our normal routine and just talk a little bit about Thanksgiving and really about gratitude, about things that we are grateful for that the Lord has done um, in our lives, in our community, in our church family. So uh, to get going, Dan, why don't you tell us uh, how we're going to start? Yeah, so we thought it would be fun, first of all, to just if each of us shared uh, just how we're going to be spending this unusual turkey day uh, under the the 2020 weirdness that we are all living. So we'll kind of go around and we'll share that. And then I also thought it'd be fun if we shared just a fun, uh, you know, holiday uh, Thanksgiving memory or tradition or story from either growing up or something more recent. So, so Tim, why don't you kick us off? How are you going to be spending uh, tomorrow? And, and what's a fun, fun story from, from barley, from barley years <laughs> gone by? <laughs> yeah. Or, ordinarily I would be in Belize. Oh, that's know, this, right. This that's time, right. this week, uh, for the past almost 20 years. That's crazy. I've taken a, a team. We've taken a team of dentists and hygienists and, and folks to work with, uh, you know, local kids down to Punta Gorda, Belize, down in Central America. But, you know, that's not going to happen this year. And we're bummed, but right. uh, we're going to be here. And so uh, low-key Thanksgiving dinner with my good friends, Chris and Linda Klein in great. their backyard. So looking forward to, to that. That sounds um, great. Yeah, yeah. It'll be nice. Do you remember what, I feel like one time, didn't we go to uh, Dean's camp for Thanksgiving? Remember it was like we went to D.C., the Colvins were there. That's right, we did. Do you remember that? Yep. And we had because yeah. didn't we have Thanksgiving at the camp one time? You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. That was one of yeah, my favorite yeah, Thanksgiving memories. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Uh fun memory uh from growing up. Yeah. Before I tell that, 
I'm going to insert a little boomer humor. Okay. <laughs> so we've been told that only six people are allowed to meet for Thanksgiving Day, but up to 30 people for a funeral. Ooh. So due to the upcoming expected deaths of our family pets, we're hosting a funeral for our turkey named Butterball and our pig named Honeybaked, oh, who will pass away on November 26, 2020. Oh, that's tragic. Oh, Refreshments provided in lieu of flowers. Please bring a side dish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! Not all boomer humor is horrible. Uh, yeah. I got to give the obligatory, okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Darnell actually shared that with us uh, at a staff meeting earlier this week. When I, you know, many of you know that I grew up in a large family. There's actually 10 kids, and my dad comes from a large family with a lot of kids as well. And so growing up as a little guy, we would always go to his sister's house, uh, Margaret, uh, Uncle Don and Aunt Margaret, and they, uh, their property um, had a pig farm on it. Oh, nice. And so for kids, that was just magical, oh, yeah. magical, you know? <laughs> and so I remember, you know, going up to the, the, the pen that kept the pigs and we'd see all the pigs and, you know, I'd, we'd name the pigs because they all look different and that's Porky and that's, you know, <laughs> Penelope or whatever, you know, name all the pigs. But uh, after a couple of years of going back, I'd realized that they weren't the where's same por- pigs. Where's Porky? <laughs> <laughs> they were never the same pigs, you know? And like, so what happens I remember pigs? one year, you know, driving back home and I don't remember which one of us said, Dad, why is it that we have to rename all the pigs every year? <laughs> and Dad, who didn't, you know, mix words, just said, well, because we eat them. And I'm <laughs> like... What? And like, yeah, we, we probably ate Porky or Penelope right, you know, right. today, and we were just falling. I mean, oh just, my God. It it's was a hard crazy. life lesson, right? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and also on the way out, there's a gift shop where you buy some bacon and take right, it home. Right, exactly. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Wow. All right, well, I'll go next. So uh, so we're <clears throat> we're going to be kind of uh, running around the, the Bay Area tomorrow delivering some some little meal gift packages with uh, Emily's making these individual pies and uh, Emily's dad is an amazing cook and so he's going to be whipping up a bunch of stuff and then we're going to go and run it out to some of our uh, family members that are going to be you know just hanging out at home because of COVID and stuff so so that'd be fun we'll we'll, we'll go around and, and see people and wave from a safe distance and drop off some goodies so that'd be kind of fun and then we'll come back and and have a smaller, you know, socially bubbled uh, meal together. So that'll be good. We'll watch some football. That's always a big part of uh, what we do. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. But I, uh, when, whenever I think about Thanksgiving, I think about, uh, I think about Jello salad. Do you guys know what Jello salad is? <laughs> okay. So, wow. so my my grandma, Grandma Kitty, uh, on my mom's side, she she just passed away this year. She was ninety seven years old. Wow. Um, amazing woman, just been th- been through so much, and um, you know loves the Lord, and and looking forward to seeing her one day again in in glory. But. But she, uh, so so now that she's not with us anymore, I feel like I can I can finally tell this story. So so somewhere along the line, when I was a kid, she got it in her head that that I loved Jello salad. Which, first of all, if you know anything about Jello salad, the fact that it has the word salad in it is is just a travesty. <laughs> Basically, what it is 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 gelatin 
that is somehow ungodly, the, like the greeniest, like milkiest, like weirdest color and texture. But then to make it to make it even worse, there's like little bits of like celery and like other weird vegetables like in there. And it's not really sweet. It's not really savory. Like, like, why on earth does, is this a food that people enjoy? So, but anyway, so somewhere along the line, when I was a kid, she got it in her head that I loved her jello salad. Wow. And so she would, you know, uh, uh, without fail, bring it every Thanksgiving. <laughs> and she'd be like, Daniel, look what I got. And it'd just be like, they're jiggling in the pan. <laughs> and I would have to pretend like I liked it and choke it down. Cause oh. she would watch me to make sure I, oh, have some more, dude. Wow. Yeah. So, um, That'll that'll be something that uh, I won't miss this year. <laughs> Watch someone bring it now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I thought you were going to take up the role now of salad bringer. Yeah, exactly. Force people to eat it. That's amazing. Um, God, I'm still thinking about that bowl of jiggling Jello salad. <laughs> it's not that's, a good picture. That's such an America thing. Like right, anyone right. listening from like out of the country is like, what is wrong with you people? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. It's like we, we'll take like a bowl of mayonnaise, throw some peas in it. Yeah. It's a salad. <laughs> oh, like, there were peas in the Jello salad sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. They're right, like, right. you wonder why you have diabetes. That's right, why. Exactly. We, oh, we put we, we call things salads. That Maybe that's why it was salad. invented to try to convince kids. You know, <laughs> oh, it's just going to be really good. It's got Jello, and right. then you take one bite, you're like. Wow. I don't think that Jello salad will be a part of my Thanksgiving this year. Um, Yeah. So we, a little backstory. So my family is pretty small on my side of the family. You know, I have one sister and my dad has, um, my brother has one kid. So I have one cousin on my dad's side. And so growing up, it was always smaller. And then uh, I married Patty and all of a sudden, like half the people I know are cousins of cousins. <laughs> so things really, really shifted when we got married. So we're used to doing these kind of bigger Thanksgiving gatherings. But this year, obviously, it's a little bit different. So it's going to be pretty laid back. Um, I think we're going to see Patty's parents and that's about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just kind of adjusting expectations and yeah, what we're... so weird, man. It, it is really different. Um, but, you know, we're, we're trying to get creative in other ways to, you know, like you said, connect with family and still encourage one another and all that good stuff but we're looking forward to that tomorrow um but anyways with that one story uh, i don't have anything that rivals the jello salad (laughs) but you know like i said my family's pretty small on my dad's side but we'd go over there so they're from massachusetts so we go to boston all the time and visit them and then one time i think it was when my grandma turned 80 maybe 85 she lived to be 97 also i think it was when she was 80 or 85 we had this big family reunion for thanksgiving and then it was like cousins of cousins kind of yeah, thing. I think I remember you going to this. Okay. Maybe, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I was pretty young, so maybe not. I think I was in like oh, elementary okay, school. Okay, okay. But anyways, we go and it's this huge hall rented out, and there's over 250 people there that are in the family. It was o- overwhelming. Ridiculous. And so first of all, I was like, I didn't know I had this much family. What is this? <laughs> um, but then second of all. I remember so clearly as a kid, this was my first time in life having to do this. I remember. And now it's like, we all do this all the time. When someone like comes up to you, especially at church and like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Sean or Dan. And you like, don't, it doesn't click who they are. You don't know. You don't know if you met them before. You're like, yeah, good. How are you doing? You have to fake it for a while. Yeah. So as a kid, I had never met any of these people before, all 200 of them. And I was terrified. For some reason, the idea of saying, oh, who are you? was like petrifying. So here I am, this like eight-year-old, and every single person, I'm just pretending, yeah, how are you doing? Are you doing good? And then the next aunt would come over, oh, Sean, you're going so much. I'm like, who are you? Yeah, you too, you too, Aunt May, or whatever. So that's my memory of that uh, 
family reunion. It sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. It yeah. shouldn't be tra- like traumatic, but it was traumatizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's overwhelming yeah. for sure. Well, you won't have to worry about that this year. No, <laughs> no, no Yeah, thankfully now I know all my cousins of cousins, so it works out. Um, yeah, so cool. Yeah, you know, those of you listening, we hope that you also are finding creative ways to connect with family, to express gratitude together towards one another, and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, it, it may even be a, a great little Thanksgiving reset for us because the really the the whole point is is gratitude and developing that heart and expressing that heart to people and to God and sometimes maybe because of all the the busyness or the different activities or just kind of uh the bigness of it we, that gets lost and so maybe this year is a great opportunity whatever you're doing whatever um circumstances you're under just to come back to the the meaning of the holiday yeah that's a great point obviously our, our hope is that when we stop and realize it's kind of like that scene from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they wake up Christmas morning and everything's gone. Yeah, yeah. And so the Grinch is like, yes, they've got nothing uh, yeah, to yeah. celebrate. And they go out and they celebrate anyway right, because right. he's like, wow, maybe it's it's not about not, the stuff. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. And yeah. so just to, you know— transfer that to Thanksgiving and just to stop and say, man, okay, so we're not having big crowds and we're not Mm -hmm. traveling to, you know, exotic places and, (laughs) you know, all those kinds of things are not in place this year, but we've got, you know, one another. Yeah. And, you know, we, you know, we are, we're, we're surviving here. And, you know, is that, is that not a lot to be Mm. thankful for? And, you know, just to look around at the, you know, one, two, however many people are there. And just right. to say, man, we, we are so grateful that if, if nothing else, we have each other. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Uh, that reminds me, you know, I read a prayer request from a friend of ours um, today and her prayer request was, man, just pray that I will be just really intentional and in looking for opportunities this Christmas season to just demonstrate the gospel, to demonstrate yeah. love. And I think Thanksgiving is such an example of that, of like, the, like Christmas season in general and Thanksgiving as well, it's like ripe for the picking. The fruit is so low hanging for us mm. to be able to take conversation and shift it to God. Like mm-hmm. we're talking like people are obligated for a day to talk about gratitude. <clears throat> Even if they're not intentional about it, we can so easily turn to how we're grateful for God's blessings, uh, which we're going to get to a, a, in a little bit. So yeah, just encouragement for you guys. Just be thinking about that as you go about your, your week. Even if you listen to this after Thanksgiving, it's still the season. Tis the season, right? So yeah, just be praying for and looking for those opportunities to, yeah, to just be bold in conversations and maybe more bold than previous years because of the the, the circumstances. Like, Good like encouragement. Good encouragement. Yeah. So so on that note, um, you know, Dan and Tim and I were just talking, and we are just grateful for for you listeners. I mean, most of you are part of the Valley Bible Church family. And there's just so many different ways that we're grateful to to know you all, to be a part of our church family, to 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 be able to do what we do in our various roles. And so we thought it'd be fun just to share some of that with you, share how you guys have blessed us or the staff has blessed us or, or, or whatnot. So Dan's going to start us off here. Yeah, thanks, Sean. So first of all, I, I would be remiss if I just didn't say how grateful I am. I think that the top thing I'm grateful for in life is just my family and, um, 
and primarily my my wife and kids. And it's it's been an interesting year because we, we've been forced to spend more time together than usual. I'm sure that's a circumstance for for most families, right? And we it's just really simple like we like each other. And I and I just know a lot of families don't don't get get along. It's not it's not flowy and easy and enjoyable all the time and and not that it's perfect in my house either, but but there's just a real sense of of enjoyment and uh laughter and support and I just think about I just think about Emily, my wife there I'm I'm totally bought into God's call as a husband to love my wife sacrificially and to um put her needs ahead of my own and and to love her like like Christ loved the church. I mean, he laid his life down for the church, right? So I'm totally bought into that. And um I would do that even if Emily was a difficult woman to live with, but she's not. I mean, she's just she just makes it so easy to do that. You know what I mean? I'm just really grateful for that. Um, and our kids, it's been really cool to watch them. They have learned to uh, play together in, in new ways. And I've really seen their friendship grow. And that's always been a prayer for Emily and I is that we want our kids to be best friends. And I just th- I see God honoring that. And they're really looking out for each other. And it's just been cool. So I'm super grateful for that. And then just as I think about, like I zoom out a little bit and I think about uh, our church family. We, I've been doing a study just on on biblical eldership uh, the last few months, and it's just really highlighted for me. And I'm not just saying this because Tim's in the room. <laughs> this is not trying to get brownie points or anything, but I'm just super grateful for our elders at our church. And I've been here for a long time and under this group of, of men for a really long time. And I can personally say um, that I know each of them and that their I, I I respect their character when I when I look at the the biblical qualifications for for elders in terms of character and conduct reputation trustworthiness all these things um I I know personally that that each elder is um not perfect but but hitting those those targets and so for me even if I don't always agree with with the elders um, I I find it very easy to submit to them and to trust them, and I just am grateful in general that our church is an elder-led church. I think there's there's just uh, so much um, that's healthy about that, and so I'm just grateful mm-hmm. for all of you guys. And and <clears throat> a passage that kind of comes to mind that listeners at home you guys could could check out is First uh, Peter five and. Peter is encouraging the the fellow elders that will be reading his letter. And he, he says this um, in verse one, he says, I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is to be revealed. This is his encouragement. This is what he's exhorting them. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. And so I'm just really grateful because I, I see our elders are, are following that, that um, in, in practice, they are 
viewing themselves um, as overseers under Christ, and they're doing it in a way that that is not um, domineering. It's not for selfish gain. And um, yeah, I hope I hope that's an encouragement to all of us that that listen. And and I know especially now, there's we all have different opinions on on what to do and and what the direction of the church should be and how do we navigate these these weird times we're under. Um, and and I so I just find it really helpful to to just uh, focus on on the gratitude when I think about our elders because they really are um, they're they're following like the biblical model and and staying faithful to that and so yeah it's, hope that hopefully that's encouraging yeah I, I just want to echo that you know I think it's important that you guys hear because um, even though most people in our church know the elders I think Dan and I and the others on staff just get more FaceTime with the elders and see them in their different arenas more closely. And yeah, we just want to attest to that and just vouch for them. You know, I, especially now, like Dan said, I think that there's just more, more pressure and there's more heat around decision-making with how we're doing things as a church. And I've totally seen the elders receive heat or criticism for certain things. And I just want to say, like, like Dan said, as someone who serves under them and, and, and follows their leadership, you know, have I always agreed with every decision the elders made? Of, co- of course not. Their goal is never going to be making the perfect decision for everybody always. But I can say with utmost confidence that I know and trust that all, the, all the elders, they approach each decision with a commitment to biblical truth and, and serving Christ's people. And, and that will look different in different situations. And some of us might interpret that differently. But because of that, man, I don't have to agree with their outlook. I can always trust that their decision-making process is going to be one that honors our people and honors Christ. So I just want to echo that. Tim, you're great. After the podcast ends, we'll tell you all the things we don't like <laughs> right exactly, now. Exactly. We love you, buddy. Yeah. And, and I, I think, too, just <clears throat> one thing that I know I, I was reading in um, the first part of, of Revelation today just about these, um, G, you know, Jesus's words to these, to these churches, right. And that, that have, um, maybe in some ways strayed, right. And, and every church has, has their own issues. Um, and, and each section ends with this, this kind of phrase that like those who have ears to hear, let them hear from the Holy spirit, uh, from the spirit of God, like what, what they are supposed to be doing in, in their church. And I, I know that that's, uh, how you guys are led, that you guys seek God, that you pray and fast and, and, um, you're wanting to hear from him on the direction of the church. And I'm just, I'm grateful for that. Mm. And for a minute, I thought this throne was going to turn into a hot seat, <laughs> but it's definitely turned into a, a, a love cushion. Yes. <laughs> the love throne. Yeah. And, and we appreciate, appreciate you guys, you know, a, a lot. And, it's it's an honor, you know, to to serve. This has definitely been the probably the most challenging, if not the most challenging, one of the top most challenging <laughs> seasons we've ever yeah. been through. And it has definitely drawn us closer. Yeah. You know, we we You're talking about like as an elder as team. elders, yeah. yeah, yeah that's you're cool. just praying more, um, meeting more. Yeah. Uh, and it's just out of necessity, you know, well, just so many decisions need right. need to be made. And, you know, just to be candid with, with you guys, we, we talk about this a lot, you know, this, this spectrum, because, you know, sadly, we have had people that have said, you're not dealing with this carefully enough. Right. We're out of here. Right. Or you're 
dealing with it too carefully, we're out of here. And we've, mm. you know, talked to them and tried to help them understand we're, we are, we are, our goal is to listen to, to God mm-hmm. and to try to navigate through this, you know, with the greatest degree of, of integrity and, and, and caution and, and boldness and trust that we possibly can. And, and we are confident that we are where we need to be. Now, mm. is that where we're going to be a week from now? We don't know. We're taking it moment by moment, day by day. And, and who knows, you know, there may be some things that, that are put on us that, that we simply can't, can't do. Mm-hmm. But for right now, we're, we're trying to navigate through that with godly wisdom, integrity, listening to the Holy Spirit, praying with one another. And again, the, the unity among these men has just been, been astounding and so grateful for that. Because if that wasn't there... You, you guys would probably be feeling it right <laughs> Feel now. Feel the pressure, the yeah. tension, right, exactly. Uh, absolutely. Wow. You know, when I think about how I am grateful for for our church community, a couple things, you know, come to mind, you know, caring, sharing, serving. Mm. And I've... I, you guys, I was a high school pastor for a lot of VBC, and both these guys were in the high school ministry with me. You took good care of me. Thank you, boys, by the way. <laughs> and I, I said this many times that I, I feel spoiled by God, spoiled mm. by God. I feel like, man, you're you're, you're too good to me. Wow. You know, share some of your you know, goodness <laughs> with other people. I got my fair share. Yeah, and, yeah. and man, I just sometimes it's it's embarrassing. You know, I, if, that's, if I can say that, yeah, you know, that, yeah, yeah. that I feel like it's just, lavish. Yes. It's yeah. just so yeah. good. And, and I know that other people would have my life and they'd say, what are you talking about? <laughs> that is misery. But, you know, perspective is a lot sure, of, a lot sure. of life. But anyway, I, I feel like the, the, the way that God's people in our church family care for me is, is just amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. just how many people come up to me and say, I pray for you all the time. How many people come up to me and say, how can I help you? Can I do this or that or, or thank you for this or whatever? So just, just that. And, and if you're part of the VBC family and you're, you're thinking right now, well, I've never felt that. Mm-hmm. I've never felt, you know, cared for or, man, from our perspective right now, that is not who we want to be. Yeah, that yeah. Something, something has gone wrong. There's a disconnect somewhere. Exactly. And we want to we want to try to understand that better. So talk to us, you know, and let us know. I yeah, I've never felt that. I've never felt that. And 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 maybe it's something we need to do, maybe it's something you need to do. We don't know, but we want to work with you to try to figure out how you can be a part of that because we're convinced that it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done, what your personality type is, it it doesn't matter. There's a place for you in our in our community. So Anyway, that's been wonderful. And then the the sharing and serving. It, just last Sunday, you know, I I was almost brought to tears. Mm. You know, so we we gathered together for the 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 worship service in the parking lot, which is just a a, a spectacle of of God's grace and goodness and people coming together and saying, "I don't care. I'll wear a mask. I'll, I'll sit in a circle." I just want to be with God's people, right, you know, right. and we're, we're basking in, in this glorious weather and we're singing these songs that are just, you know, thrilling to our souls mm. about the goodness of God. And, and Gary, you know, 
teaches us from the word about, you know, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 and, and, and other things that, that just, you know, kind of connected so many dots for this, this kind of culmination of, of, of the series. And then people, you know, gave to support what God's doing in, in our ministry and all that. And, and folks, you need to check. I'm not going to tell you what, it, what, what the amount was, but you need to check the, the, the newsletter or the, yeah, the newsletter uh, for this week. It comes out Friday. And look at the giving from this past week. It set, maybe set a record. It's amazing. But one of the top three most generous Sundays, maybe in the history of Valley Bible Church. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need to look at the records. But it yeah. was, I was dumbfounded yeah. when I looked at this. It's amazing. You know, to see how in covid era right, you know, speak right. you know it, it was just astounding you yeah. know that and and i want to tell you something people are not going to give if they don't believe that what's happening at a church is healthy yeah there's no way i'm going to cut off my giving in a minute if i think right. this is corrupt you know this i'm going to i'm going to find another another way to give that's just, this is if i feel like the 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 leaders the focus is not what it needs to be there's no way so that is just so so encouraging that people are saying we know what you're doing. Yeah. We see God at work. We see souls being saved. We see people being brought to maturity in Christ. We know that you're you're reaching the nations, you mm-hmm. know, with the with the message of the gospel, and we are behind you. So anyway, yeah. just uh, amazing. Then, <laughs> right? Okay, that's just that's just that. yeah. yeah. Then, yeah. Then, then the icing starts to get put on, you know, yeah. because after the service, we through the food pantry at at VBC and and the leaders there. We had contacted over 100 people in our community who didn't have the means to enjoy a Thanksgiving meal. And so turkeys were donated, pies, cranberry sauce, stuffing, I mean, amazing, you know, kind of uh, meal packages. And these people are coming by the, the building at our crossing campus in Pleasanton. And getting these meals as they're standing in line, we're going up and asking them about their Thanksgiving plans. We're praying, you know, over them and their families. Mm -hmm. They're getting these meals. We're helping them take it to the car. It was beautiful. On the other side of the building, (laughs) hundreds of boxes are coming in for Operation Christmas Child. So in the midst of all the things that are happening in our, you know, community, state, you know, nation, planet, there's still this commitment to care to to share and to serve and it's just very inspiring to see what god's doing uh, among his his people at bbc let me read this from first john 3 16 through 18 by this we know love that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for others Mm. but if anyone has the world's goods and sees others in need yet closes his heart against them How does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And that is what I see clearly, clearly exemplified by countless people in the Valley Bible Church family at both campuses. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, and Sean's going to tell us about what was happening on the roof, right? Because we had on the roof, there was yeah. something else. No, like, like on this side of the building, on that side of the building, on the roof. Um, yeah, you know, I on on the caring note, just along those lines, um, you know, one thing that has struck me in my time on staff at VBC is, you know, it just I think in, in serving in ministry, but especially serving on staff, we just see more and more how different churches are, you know, how just what a wide variety of 
leadership structures, of cultures, of styles of worship, all these things. Um, and so you really just gain a picture of like what's out there and then intentionally why we do what we do, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dan, you and I as creatives and we're, we're involved with music and worship and I do video stuff. We're always going to be in this balance of, you know, wanting to push the creative envelope and being able to use these creative tools that we think and we entrust, we trust that God has created to, to use in worship things like visuals and lights and amazing music and all these things. We're always going to be balancing pushing that whole envelope with uh, people and with relationships and with family. And I'm just so grateful at VBC that, you know, I think that we lean more heavily on the people aspect than the flashy music aspect and flashy mm-hmm. lights and all those things. And sometimes, you know, Dan, you and I talk about that and it's almost in a frustrating context of like, oh man, why can't we pull this off? Or why can't we do this cool, exciting thing? But the reality is I would trade all of that in a heartbeat so quickly for the level of care that I feel like we put on on relationships. You know, in, in being in staff and, and seeing uh, in our staff meetings, in our prayer meetings and talking with the various different shepherds and their roles, you know, talking to Connie Johnson this morning, it's just so clear that, that, that those are the parameters that we use for success. You know, I can only imagine that in a lot of these churches that I look at and I think, well, look at that amazing set they have and look at that amazing building they have or whatever it is. I can only imagine that things might be different, you know, mm-hmm. that maybe they, they have parameters that are more tangible, you know, that are based more on numbers or are based more on figures or giving or whatever it is. I'm just so, so grateful that's not the case for us. You know, are those things important? Absolutely. Do Are we encouraged when people come to our services? 100%. Am I so encouraged the giving, Tim? Absolutely. But I'm just so grateful that as a church and you guys as elders and us as staff that we don't have to make that the emphasis for, of our work, you know, that we're going to love people and all those things are just blessings that are going to come from that. And I, I really, you know, I already felt that way at VBC, but especially just serving as a shepherd with you guys, I've just had that affirmed and I'm just really grateful. Um, you know, it makes me think of, it's funny you read from First John 3, but before that in First John 2, it says that this is how people know that you love me, that whoever, whoever abides in me is going to love his brother. And just like you said, people aren't going to give somewhere whether it's corrupt or it's sour or they're not seeing that. And I just see that, that people and I look at VBC and I say, man, these people love God. They, they are abiding in him and the evidence is their love of God. And do we have ways to grow? Absolutely. Um, but I've just been encouraged in, in, in COVID times, especially just the lengths that people have gone to, to ensure that they're loving one another um, as brothers and sisters. And just on the note, like Tim said, if you're listening and you're saying, that's not me, I don't feel that way. You guys haven't loved, loved me. Then I, first of all, I want to say, we're sorry that yeah. we've overlooked you, that we've fallen short as shepherds and we're always going to be growing in our, in our various roles. Um, but also I just want to say that if we are a family, that's what we are, we're a church family, then we need your help. Tell us that we're, we're going to, we're committed to growing together as a family. And I think that sometimes we, we get into this trap of thinking, oh, if the church isn't perfect, we can't call out these things and then grow through them together, you know? But this is what a family looks like. This is what relationship looks like. We're not expecting perfection. We're expecting communication and openness and honesty so that you guys, just like we've been talking about in this Together series, we don't come to church for you guys to show up, sing, give your money, and then get get served by us. We're here as a family to, to grow one another, to serve one another, mm-hmm. to care for one another. It's a two-way street. And so I just want to say, yeah, again, if, if you feel like you haven't been cared for, even just right now as you're listening, shoot a text to Sean, Dan, or Tim, or send us an email, 
and we, we want to just fix that because uh, we are a family and we want to do our best to, to just fulfill those roles. Yeah, and, and one thing just on that, you, if you're reluctant <clears throat> at all to share with us your experience uh, that has, you know, an experience that has been uh, less than, than great or not indicative of what we're talking about, if you're reluctant in any way, maybe if you think a little bit beyond your experience to um, to, to others that might be in your same boat, because maybe you have something that's really important to share with us that won't just help you feel connected and cared for and, and loved, but it'll also um, bring something to our attention that could benefit a wide a wide array of people. So maybe think about it in those terms too. That maybe your experience is is something um, that we can learn from in a way that'll that'll not just benefit you, and and maybe God's put that on your heart because He wants to point something out to us. Mm. And and I just think about. All of this whole conversation just really makes me think about the grace of God, right? Mm-hmm. It's just this unmerited favor that God puts on us as his family, as his children. And um, <laughs> what we don't want to be communicating right now is like, wow, look at us. We're so great. There's all these great things in our church. Like, it's it's all it's all just pointing to God's grace. It's all just pointing to him um, transforming us, moving amongst us, speaking to us. Um, and so we just want to, in, as, as we talk about things we're grateful for in our church family, we want to just really turn the praise back to God. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, well, we thought it'd be fun. Um, so there you go, people. We're grateful for you. Thanks for being just the wonderful, uh, people that you are in our church family. We thought it would be fun to end, um, on a more personal note and we, you know, really view this as an example of we want, what we want you to do at your Thanksgiving meals, in your yeah. in your different conversations, is we want to say, man, I'm grateful to God for this. And Dan, you kind of touched on it a little bit already yeah, with your yeah, family. I, I guess I, I, I jumped the gun. I thought we yeah. were doing it then, too. E- e- that was e- a little e- miscommunication. <laughs> a little eager. Uh, He's just so grateful. Yeah, exactly. Hey, and also, too, we should say, um, make sure you tune into the service on Sunday five minutes early because there's going to be a bunch of videos of people in our church family doing what what we're about to do right now. So, yep. so don't miss that. that. That'll be fun too. Don't miss that. So Dan, you already went, you, yeah. you shared how you're grateful for Emily um, and for, and for how your kids are loving each other right now. So Tim, what's one thing in your life that you're grateful for? Yeah. I, I'm so thankful for the, the staff that I get to serve with at, at VBC. And, you know, we, we don't have a senior lead pastor, you know, in our church so I serve in kind of an administrative role, and my one of my primary functions is to support the staff. And th- there are a lot of plates spinning. You know, we've got two campuses. We've got a lot of, you know, staff members and a lot of things happening. And I just constantly feel that I am the, the, on the receiving end of grace and, and, patience and support and prayer coverage. And I'm very aware of it and thankful for it. Wow. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And I'll go last. Um, and this will be an obvious one for a lot of people, but um, if you're listening, you don't know, my wife, Patty is pregnant. She's at 21 hey. weeks right now. And, you know, of course, like on, on face value, that's a blessing and we're excited about that. But just, man, like, Tim, I shared this with you yesterday, but I've just been so struck by God, like you said, Dan, God's grace and his kindness in in blessing us with this, you know, 
makes me think of as I look at this, so a little context, yesterday Patty had her, or on Monday, had her 20-week kind of midway anatomy scan where they look at, you know, organ sizes and all that stuff. And by God's grace, I was able to go in, even though their regulations didn't allow How'd me to. How'd you pull that off, by the way? Did you sweet talk somebody? I didn't have to do anything. The doctor called down and just said, hey, let him in. <laughs> so I got nice. to go up, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, I got, just as I'm sitting there looking at the size of my baby's brain and her stomach <laughs> and femur and all these things... Yeah, I could see so clearly the, the what her face looks like and the shape of her lips. I'm just so struck so by how miraculous this is happening right in front of me. Yeah, you know, in my wife's tummy, this is happening, and I just I think about like Tim. This is why I was sharing yesterday. Like it, everyone has their their challenges with their mm. relationship with God. Everyone has things they have that are easier and things that are harder. For me, one of the things that has always been easier for me is like seeing and understanding God working in situations. You know, some people have a really hard time grasping like, yeah, God's working. But for me, it's never been one of the challenges. I have other challenges, of course. Um, but then with with the baby now, it's just a whole new light. You know, I think about Colossians 1 and just how, how God and Jesus are, are holding all things together. And as I'm looking at these little parts of my baby and these little five little fingers and toes, I'm like, man, the Lord is sustaining and stitching life together in this baby. And then as I think about that, you know, also in Colossians 1, that, that man, the, all things, including my daughter, were created through and for Christ. And I'm looking at this, this blessing and this gift, and I'm just thinking about with expectation what our life is going to be like. You shared about with your kids of just, man, my, my role as a steward and as a father and as a husband in, in, in pointing this beautiful girl towards Christ. I don't know. It just, it's, it's miraculous, like I said, and it, it makes me just overflow with thankfulness and gratitude to God. So that's my definitely my one thing from now until April twelfth. So that's awesome, dude. Let let that let that turkey keep cooking in there, huh? <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I am stuffed. You know? <laughs> just I feel like I've just eaten this Thanksgiving yeah, feast. That's cool. You know, just S T U F T. You know, yeah. just <laughs> filled, filled to the brim. Yeah, just yeah. St- stuffed. Encouraging. Um, Two, two quick points. At the worship service this past Sunday, we talked about a resource that I want to remind people about. Yeah. It's called whatwouldyousay.org. And whatwouldyousay.org, just like it sounds. And it is a fantastic resource for us in the current age that we are living in because it basically tackles the, the topic of, okay, so you're in a conversation you know, with family, hey, at Thanksgiving. In fact, today would be an ideal day for those of you who might be seeing some people yeah. that maybe don't have the same worldview that you do. You know, what would you say.org? And it, it's just a very, very succinct way of taking biblical principles and trying to help people understand how we believe, what, what we're convinced is true about about whatever topic it may be in. And they're constantly adding to their arsenal of topics. So what would you say, mm. .org? Love and then a, uh, a quick book tip uh, I am reading right now. It's called Another Gospel? Question mark by uh, Alyssa Childers. And for those of you who are around in the 90s, she was part of a, a band called Zoe Girl. Ooh. Yeah, and so now <laughs> she's married, kids, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's about the journey that she's gone on in learning about 
the uh, the the pitfalls uh, of progressive Christianity. If you're not sure what that term is, you need to become familiar with it because it is very prevalent in the world today, and it's something to be very cautious of. So anyway, it's called Another Gospel Question uh, Mark by Alyssa A L I S A Childers, and it's uh, my top tip for my role in this podcast. Wow. wow. What a nice little bonus there. Hi, Eclades. Um, yeah, you know, we hope that, like Dan said, that the, the point of this has co- has come just clearly through, that that we're not patting ourselves on the back here, even though I kind of <laughs> am patting Tim on the back a little bit on his, on his throne. Um, but yeah, just God has been just showered us with grace. It makes me think of that, that song called Drenched in Love. And that's how I feel. We are drenched in God's love and I hope that you, uh, as you are in your various family roles or your various workplaces or small groups or connect groups, are receiving that same that same kind of love. You know, like Dan said, on, on Sunday, we're going to hear some of these ways that our church family has been blessed and things that they're grateful for. And also, we're going to be starting our new series. And we really hope that you will tune in for that, that you'll join us. It's called The Thrill of Hope. And, um, you know, as we enter into Christmas season— for a lot of us, this can be a challenging time. You know, things are starting to move back backwards a little bit with COVID in the Bay Area. And I've just spoken to a lot of people who I know are really discouraged by that. Mm. And I think it's so fitting that we're going through this series called The Thrill of Hope. And what we're going to be talking about is just how even now, even if we lock down today for five months, God forbid that. But even if that happens, we're reminded that because Jesus came, because he came and he died on our behalf, and he, he rose again, that what he accomplished means that even if we are weary and tired and discouraged, that we can always rejoice, that we can always look, look forward to a new day, a new glorious morning in Jesus' presence, Emmanuel, God with us, and we can always have this thrill of hope. So if that resonates with you, even if it doesn't, tune in on Sunday because we, we, we just look forward and anticipate and trust that as a church family, we're all going to to grow together as we're reminded of this, just this thrilling hope in Jesus that we have. Get stuffed. Get yes. stuffed on the spirit. <laughs> That's right. I love it. Hey, and also uh, we're going to be singing a couple Christmas songs on Sunday, so you don't want to miss that. So come hang out with us uh, at vbc.online at 10 a.m. or five minutes before, right? Five minutes before. Um, or, or, you know, yeah. So enjoy that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We're grateful for you. We hope that you have a just a wonderful, encouraging Thanksgiving weekend. And we'll uh, catch you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.